Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? That scene with with Doctor Bus and with Jeannie, right? Like, I, I again, there were there were moments where it was so detached from reality that I I just I laughed, I laughed out loud at some of the stuff, and and that is supposed to be this super touching moment where Doctor Bus promises one day, Jeannie, one day you're gonna rule it all, and it's like, well, your first choice was Jim. We just didn't touch that, right? Like, yeah, no, it's like they. This show was very much written with the future in it already in place. Uh, yeah. Where like Jeff wrote his book, I believe, before Jim, or it was like right as she got rid of Jim, or like you know, yeah. or right before, or it was like like that had not all like necessarily played out yet, and yeah. the whole succession aspect of it. And this show is written with in mind. It's like nope, like Jeannie was sort of the heir, like all from it was clear to anyone paying attention that Jeannie was the one that was going to go on yeah. and you know run things and whatever. And it's like that wasn't really how things played out. Like no, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, like and. You know, it, it, that's where it's kind of a bummer because, look, man. I, like, I'm, that was not... the other thing that I didn't get about her hating season one was, like, you're the hero. You're the one that yeah. – you're the hero of this story. You're the protagonist. Yeah. And, and well, I although Jeannie was not as vocal in her dislike for the show. She did say that, like, if you want the true retelling of it. Yeah, she just and kept all saying of... that, that if you want the true retelling, watch yeah. this documentary that we she made. She wasn't but, you know... nearly as vocal as, like, Jerry and she, Magic. She did say, Kareem. like, hey, I liked how they portrayed my dad, I guess. Yeah. It was, like, sort of her early, you know, thing. But, like, look, man, Dr. Buss was a womanizer. Like, him being behind the times as it pertains to a woman being in charge of this thing that he loved, like, that wouldn't that wouldn't shock me like that. That wouldn't shock anybody yeah. if you, you know, and, and, and them throwing to him being like, Gene, Gene Bean, you're going to take this over kiddo. And I'm like, yeah, but like that took a few steps. <laughs> yeah. Like, it wasn't, believe it or not, it was not right after the 1984 finals. I don't think, uh, that would be probably my guess. not. No. Um, all right. I, I, based on his decisions for like the next 30 ish years or so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and by the way, a really interesting version of the show would have been Succession esque, where we yeah. see more of Jim and we see more of Johnny and we see more of. I was very of, disappointed that we didn't get to watch Jim's arc as uh, going from like an Afro guy that didn't know what he was doing to a baseball cap guy that didn't know what he was doing. I think like that was. <laughs> I was excited for that. Um, 
Yeah, I, I again, I want to be absolutely clear. I did really enjoy the show. The Laker fan in me, like getting to like live out some of these moments, you know, in, in that way was really cool. Seeing as like I was born with, you know, holding a Laker plastic spoon, you know, like this is the stuff that my dad would bounce me on his knee and tell me about all of these stories. How you're going to run and- the Lakers one day? <laughs> Once my brothers fuck up one too yeah. many times, it's my time to shine, baby. Um, Which is funny like, because <laughs> you are the oldest brother, for those not aware. So he still yeah, was like, eh, you know, these two, they're going to have to mess it up for me to put you in charge. But still, yeah, it's possible. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I loved like living through all of that stuff and, I, and, and getting to experience it even in this way was, was super fun. And I, I am always going to hold a show like this to a super high standard because of how I am with the Lakers and also because of what we saw in the first season. I, there were very few seasons of TV that I have enjoyed more than season one of this of this yeah. series. Like there, it's it's in the pantheon of all Honestly, time. Honestly, if you're if you're thinking about like if you never watched this and you're like, why are these guys so upset? Like, just even if you're like, I don't want to watch season two based on how they just told me it ended. Just go watch season one. Winning season time. It ends incredible. with a win. They they yeah. win the championship that year. It's you know perfect. Yeah. Um. And and you know maybe maybe. I know Adam McKay has a relationship with Netflix. You know, he's done a movie for them in the past. Maybe they figure out a way to to revive the show there so that we get at least a, a show called Winning Time ending with some winning. Um, no, HBO, we need it on Showtime so that they can call it Showtime. <laughs> so we can call it Showtime. Well, the thing is, HBO has a relationship with Netflix. Some of the some of HBO shows have made their way over to Netflix, so maybe yeah, that HBO can also selling off all its content for parts, which is you know <laughs> the biggest reason why this got canceled is because they're cutting all costs at all costs. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you know and, what they and, you know what they don't have to play, pay you know like any you know production rights or whatever around streaming a TNT game on their app. Like yeah, yeah. No, I it, look what Zaslav is doing to the to that channel and everything is is brutal it's not even it HBO does have anymore. my cat from hell on there though which i've started watching which is like a very i don't is know it if it's just a live stream of show? your house is it like it's just it is you know there are some moments that stand <laughs> out and i'm like oh maybe i need jackson galaxy's help um but uh i love um, i don't think it's intended as a comedy but like the first five minutes of every episode are just people getting lit up by their cats and i can't stop laughing like i probably shouldn't <laughs> but it's your cat's just sitting there taking notes, like, yeah. scr- scratching stuff out. Like, oh, that's a good one. I'm gonna, all right. Yeah. Um, all right. I want to talk about Jared Vanderbilt really quick, and then we have a a uh, misfortune of the week that I can share. So, um, Jared Vanderbilt gets his four year, forty eight million dollar extension. He uh, was going to be paid, or is still going to be paid, like four and a half million dollars yeah, this, yeah. this upcoming season, and then next year it'll kick in. Where this impacts the Lakers this season is that uh, he cannot be traded. He has to be with the Lakers for six months following that extension, um, which will take them past the trade deadline. Um, So you know what that means? That the Mavs are going to look into the feasibility of trading for him uh, at some (laughs) point this season. Yeah. Mark Cuban specifically will. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not going to be Mark Cuban. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be Nico Harrison and the Gia. You know, the Gia and Kyrie, and they're going to be like, all right, well, let's look into the feasibility of adding. You know, this non-trade eligible Lakers player in the middle yeah. of the season. It's a, um, it's a tradition. They did it with LeBron last year. This year, Vando. I like Vando the player, right? Yeah. Especially more in 
the regular season than in the postseason. Um, I think he's one of those really important 82-game players that will keep the Lakers' win total higher than it was without him. Um, I think that him making $12 million a year, even if he doesn't improve, maybe a slight overpay, but like it sounds about right. He's a very good and versatile defender um, and is only 24 years old and I would imagine will improve somewhat. And, uh, and, and also accepts his role, which is kind of rare for a young player who, um, is still looking to get paid. So like Jared Vanderbilt, a player at, especially at this number, perfectly fine for me. Um, I'm not thrilled about them not being able to trade him this year because they, they already, because of the way that they approached this off season, um, did kind of limit themselves with, with what they can do to improve in this upcoming season. Uh, so that I think is a bit of a ding to to the the approach here. I also don't necessarily know like, like if they play this season out, if Jared Vanderbilt at twelve million dollars just wouldn't have been there, you know, like, I don't think he would have gotten significantly more on the open market, you know. Um, I, but like. I can understand why they want to tie some some pieces down. And like look, on the on the positive side of this thing, I am really happy that the Lakers have gotten sick of that rotating cast of yeah, veteran minimum <laughs> uh, role players the who like minimums. were never going to care about the Lakers beyond the season that they were on the team. Um in this case, you have Reeves, you have now Vando, you have Rui you have, in theory, D'Angelo Russell. Like, you have a bunch of... We have I, think, a, I think D'Lo's putting down roots. He's probably bought a house by now. He seems... <laughs> well, if he, if he has, it's... Really it's, it's locked in like for eight. that player option next year. You know, it's... Uh... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Look, given the amount of money that he makes, there's no such thing as a bad real estate investment. Yeah, true. Like in, yeah. in LA. Like he, he could buy that house and, and hold on to it and, and his kids will, will be happy for him doing so. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I, you know, I, I think there's, there's positives and negatives to this. How did you take the, the Vanderbilt extension rules? So uh, I, I I agree with most of what you just said that it might that it's probably a slight overpay based on what we just watched in the playoffs or at least you know like what we watched especially in that final series against Denver I think you know I liked I felt like he helped the Lakers 
win at least one game in the Golden State series with his defense on Steph. Uh, and I also thought that he was legitimately really impactful in the Grizzly series as well, especially mm-hmm. before Jaw got hurt. And so, you know, I-, I think he's a little better than an 82 game player, but I also get why people are sort of pigeonholing him. Like without the three ball, it certainly gets a lot harder to play him in the playoffs. And well, and you know, rim finishing, can, like he's not a great finisher. Yeah, yeah no. Um, and, and it's certainly, so yeah, all of that stuff makes it more difficult to play him in the postseason when there's matchup hunting, all that. The, one of the things that I haven't seen discussed a lot though, that I do like about this extension, um, and that actually one of our silver screen roll commenters got mad at me for even saying, they're like, this is just you coming up with a reason to say that it's good. There's no good reason. So you said this, but, um, I like that they sort of approach this like they did with the Kuz extension a couple years ago, where it's like, look, we're going to extend you right now to probably what would be more than your market value right in this uh, right now but it's it, it's so that you don't feel like you have to play for your contract all year you can go into the season and if you're not starting it's not a big deal because you're locked up under like a, or it's not as big of a deal as it would be if you were not under like a four-year deal mm-hmm. where you feel like you're getting screwed over because you're trying to earn your kind of generational payday because he has not been making by nba standards as a second round pick very much money you know he's going to make more money in the basically in the first year of this extension or as much money as he's made um you know in his entire career thus far uh including this upcoming year and so you know i think that it makes a lot of sense just from sort of like a team building perspective and a locker room perspective to just be like hey you're locked in you don't have to go out there and like battle for this role or for you know like these minutes that you feel like you need to get in order to get paid we're already paying you it's a nice deal you get to stay in LA which it seems like by all accounts you seem to like and if you continue to get better than maybe this thing you know ages into a value contract Mm -hmm. oh that's the part of it that you know is worth really hammering home here is that if he does take any steps forward offensively, this becomes a value contract. Which is you know? possible he doesn't. You know, a lot of guys just yeah. don't learn how to shoot. You know, it's entirely possible that he does not improve all that much as an offensive player over the course of his career. Well, one thing I've really found interesting— It's probably interesting, like more likely than not, if we're being real. Yeah. But there is the chance that, you know, he seems to be a hard worker, that, you know, he puts in enough work that he gets good enough at that stuff that all of a sudden this is a value deal. I'm going to be completely honest. He doesn't have a shot that I am very optimistic about. Like his shot yeah. form, um, it is not even look kind... like he's confident while he's shooting it. No, I it, he you know he's left-handed. There's very but, like, like oh the shit, the ball found right me. Side it's his... like yeah, it's like if you get called on in class and you didn't mean to have your hand up, you were just stretching. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't read the book. <laughs> yeah, just, I read the uh, the inside cover. Um, yeah, that's actually I... LeBron in most of the book club meetings. Um, <laughs> Stop. He reads the first page. Like, he, you know, he's very good with the first page. Page two, you know, we'll see. Hey, he's, but, just, he's, a, he's a literary critic, okay? He he reads the first page, and he can decide whether or not he's going to finish that book. Like, just off also, vibes of the first page. Also not the most detail-oriented as it pertains to lyrics either. Like, he, yeah. like he's very good at, like, the mumble through. Like, yeah, yabba-dabba-doo, scooby-doo, yeah. baby. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's also really good at like when he's live streaming himself, enjoying music, like making up for not knowing the words with enthusiasm where he just like starts rocking his head. Just like, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, but yeah, I, I, I think uh, I, I agree with you. I would be pretty surprised if Vanderbilt like became a 36 and up percent three point shooter 
Um, and if he does, it wouldn't be at the kind of volume where it really matters. One thing I have been kind of surprised by um, and pleasantly surprised in in his approach to the offseason, and you never know with these things, but um, the videos that I've seen, he's spending as much time working on catching and quickly going up near the basket, whether it's finishing at the rim, a floater, off of the glass, whatever. But like being, because one thing that would happen pretty often last year is he would like catch the ball and like you're talking about, it's one thing to do that at the three-point line where he could pause yeah, all yeah. he wants and he's still going to be open. But when you pause and you're near the rim, defense rotates back over and that advantage is gone. Um, if he becomes more fluid there, that's where I think you might see some steps forward for him offensively. And if he does take those steps forward and he just becomes merely playable offensively, um, that's where he becomes a legitimately important, especially given the types of players the Lakers don't really have. They don't have very versatile offensive or uh, defensive players on the perimeter. Yeah. Something that he is particularly good with, right? He is, he can go out and he can respectively guard you, uh, respectably guard you a Devin Booker or uh Michael Porter Brandon Jr. Ingram. You know, yeah. Like those kinds of bigger players that are going to give Austin Reeves problems are going to give, basically the Lakers problems and do give everybody problems. Um, but he at least gives you an answer there. And if he plays decently offensively and stays on the court, then yeah, 12 million bucks is a bargain. And, and, and I'm and fine the Lakers with that. Have more shooters this year to, to sort of, or at least theoretically, like if Gabe Vincent's shooting continues and, you know, D'Lo continues to shoot like regular season D'Lo, you know, like mm -hmm. all that, you know, um, the, the Torian Prince, like the Lakers have guys that can sort of space, Christian Wood, especially like the Lakers have guys that can space the floor and make give him a little bit more windows finishing around the rim where maybe he does start to feel a little more confident going up. He's not hearing footsteps because yeah. he's playing in sort of the clog paint as often. Yeah. One, one really important factor here is going to be his free throws. Um, we see this a lot with Giannis where the best games that Giannis plays are the ones where he's like nine of 10 at the free throw line yeah, because yeah. it allows him to like, he, he's not worried about going to the free throw line. It's those games where he like airballs a free throw early in the game and you can tell late in it he doesn't really want to get fouled. He doesn't really yeah. want to go to the free throw like time line. To, time to put those Hakeem workouts to uh, to <laughs> get my money's <laughs> worth out of those. It's dream shake time, baby. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, that's where you start to see a lot more of like pull up in the mid range and taking three point yeah. shots that he wouldn't normally take in those spots. And I think for Vanderbilt, um, if he is, you know, confident and, and capable at the free throw line, it will stop some of the hesitation that he shows at the rim and around the rim. And again, you don't need him to be, you know, you don't need him to, to shoot like Kuz or anything like that. Like he's a better defensive player than Kuz. So like you can just kind of make up for it, but, but um, he is going to have to take steps forward. And if he does that, that contract becomes a bargain. If, if not, it's an okay price. And, and, and Even the cap's it, going up, and I know that yeah. this is, like, to listeners, this is the most boring thing in the world that every NBA podcaster says, and, like, I totally get you, you know, the cap going up, it's not going to go up indefinitely, and, you know, I understand, like, there's still sticker shock and all of this stuff at mm -hmm. some of these extension numbers, but legitimately, as the cap rises, you know, it's I'm not that It's going to be a mid-level exception. This. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the one thing I do, one question I do have about this, I did... And now part of this is because of just who I am and how unorganized I can be. But I, 
I kind of previewed out the rotation. I previewed out each position and I neglected to mention Jared Vanderbilt. Like I just oh, didn't no. bring him up. And it, it, you mean on the, on the preview series that you haven't done? Yeah. Sorry, Matt Damon. I, I promise I'm going to get to you at some point, but, <laughs> um, but I, um, but I, I did like once the Lakers finally signed Christian Wood, I looked at their roster and I went like guards, wings, and bigs is, is essentially how I looked at it. And I just like, didn't mention Jared Vanderbilt and obviously more of it is a blunder on but my you're part. You're a hater and he's your winning Gabriel. Like, yeah, you know, we all, <laughs> everyone it. on this feed has one Laker that <laughs> they hate irrationally. And for you, it's Vando. You know, I, I'd have to think about it. I guess it might, I guess he'd have to be up there, but like, um, yeah, I, I didn't mention him and I just can't believe Aaron said his new one is Austin Reeves. Like I thought that was a bold <laughs> take at his barbecue, but you know, Hey, I'm sure you can explain be, that on the show this week. I don't think he's allowed to be under the employ of the Lakers and have that stance. Like, I don't think anybody is allowed to just, no, somebody's got to keep Austin humble. I respect yeah. it. He's, he's like, he's not going to let all this hype go to Austin's head. Yeah. Um, I actually heard he's been showing up to every workout uh, Austin's doing, and he's like, "Get oh, you're going to skip leg day again? <laughs> How are you going to guard in the post? He's just screaming out. Who did they lose to? They lost to Germany, and they lost to uh, another team that Canada. put him in the post. Can't know, but it was they lost three of their last four oh, games. Oh, Lithuania. Yeah. He's just showing up. Yeah. Lithuania. <laughs> yeah, Aaron's learned all the fight songs. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I, I, but yeah, with, with Vanderbilt, I, again, I am, I, I try to be somewhat self-aware here and I understand my tendencies. And that said with this, not mentioning Vanderbilt, a, it was a blunder B though. It made me think it's like, a well, flip. is it because there just isn't much room for him in the rotation? And I, I legitimately don't know. I, 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 his skill set is important. And there isn't much low overlap with that defensive skill set, but and 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 because of that, I, and Darvin Ham like really cares about defense, so I think he's going to give Vanderbilt a real chance. But like, where does he fit in? They have a bunch of wings. Um, is he going to play the two? Like, he's going to be a non-shooting shooting guard essentially. Like, no, uh, I, he's he's going to be the three, three or four, I think. Right, but like, if he is, he's cutting into Rui's minutes. I, I guess technically you could yeah. have him beating out Torian Prince for some minutes. Um, nobody thinks that Cam Reddish is going to get any minutes, so I'm not really worried there. But like, if AD As is well, playing, it, does Cam Reddish realize that? <laughs> I guess we'll find out on media day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if AD is going to be playing less center and he's going to be sliding up a spot, that might push LeBron into some wing minutes, and that yeah. cuts into where Vanderbilt could be playing. So like. And is this one of is is this a spot where I'm watching the sky fall without it actually falling, or or do you think how confident are you that he's going to have a spot in that rotation? I'm pretty confident because I think Ham values defense, and Jared Vanderbilt is like I mean he's got to be what the second best defender on this team. I mean he's not yeah. the first because that's AD, but um, yeah. I'm no, trying I think to think he's, like, is he's there... the second. Yeah. Yeah. I, would agree. I think so. And so, you know, he's going to get minutes just based off of that. I, I think this may be sort of a more non-traditional roster in terms of positionality. Like you have LeBron, you have Austin who can do some ball handling, you know, guys that can bring the, that aren't necessarily point guards. Like, you know, maybe you have some sort of, 
jumbo size lineups as a result of that, where Jared Vanderbilt is sort of playing one position on offense and guarding another one on defense. Like, yeah, I, that's what it would have to be. Um, yeah, because the whole reason he would be like there playing, is to match he's like up playing with offensively that, four and defensively. He's like a two or a one at times or even center, you know, in some yeah. lineups, uh, he would be at the dunker spot. But um, yeah, I, I think I think you're right in in Darwin looking for ways to play him, especially early in the season. Uh, but I do kind of think if he doesn't take steps forward offensively, like this, this Lakers team—he's going to end up, I think, probably the eighth, ninth, tenth man, like somewhere in that range. He's not going to be above that. Yeah. Well, and if so, twelve million bucks for eighth, ninth, or tenth guys is a slight overpay, which is the point I was making in the first place. Yeah. That I think a lot of people took issue with, um, but but I, I, you know, that is kind of the spot that they're going to be in. And and look, like the thing with this Lakers team. I saw somebody call them the deepest, like the deepest team in the NBA. Um, I saw some, you was know, it you on a podcast in 2021. No, that was the most, that was the most talented, oh, most talented sorry. team in my lifetime. My bad. Um, which I stand by. God dang it. <laughs> I mean, it's better than Rob Palenka's. Uh, this is the most talent ever assembled in one room about the 2022 Lakers. Um, yeah, so, that I know. would disagree with pretty vehemently. But, um, but yeah, I, I think. With this team as deep, being as deep as it is and as versatile as it is, like Darwin is going to have a lot of toys to play with, and and that is the point of an eighty-two game season is really just kind of like trying out as many combinations as you can and figuring out which pitch, pitches that you can you know really throw in high leverage spots come playoff time, and and um, you know I think Vanderbilt is going to probably do pretty well for himself in the regular season. And hopefully over the course of those 82 games, we see enough progress to not be as concerned as we were, especially towards the end of each series where I thought he always played a pretty important role early. Yeah. And then he just kind of like out. Yeah. slid away a little bit. Um, you know, if he can be a little bit more consistent, play a more consistent role there, then 12 million bucks is, is, is great value for, for that kind of player. And I will say just as one last thing that, you know, if you're going to overpay a type of player, yes. overpaying a wing size guy is probably the yeah. best way you can go with, you know, especially like a role player. If it's a wing that you think can have utility in the regular season and maybe in the playoffs, you know, it's hard for that to end up being too much of an overpay. Versus like, like a... overpaying like, uh, you know, like the, your backup scoring guard that you kind of like, you know. That felt like a checkpoint point from you there. Because you know what show you're on. You know I'm not going to yeah. disagree about any complimentary oh. point about a wing. <laughs> I'm just saying Rob finally listened to you. Aaron Aaron got hit, forwarded all your emails finally. And, you know. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be uh, of help, Rob, in any way. See, whatever, even whatever if he's sitting there, Rob, like a Rob frequent listener of this show is sitting there and he's like, this guy's going to criticize me for not signing enough wings. And then he's going to criticize me for overpaying one. <laughs> it would be great if I got that email. Like I, my Goldie, is uh, the Goldilocks Lakers? Anthony Irwin over here. Just like <laughs> the Lakers emailed me personally about signing him. And then Rob, yeah, the Lakers emailed me personally. Reply. It said from the desk of Rob Palinka, it tell Anthony <laughs> to shut the F up and focus on his own team. Um, all right, let's uh, let's wrap up here with a with a misfortune of the week. I have one. I don't know if you have one, but um, 
I, I, yeah, got... I do have one. It's winning time getting canceled. I was oh. I was really looking forward to seeing more fake Jerry West. I mean, he, my favorite TV character in a long time is just Jerry West in the background of scenes, like screaming and cursing like a <laughs> lunatic as like people are like discussing like basketball moves. Yeah. I, it does really suck that Red Auerbach is is looking up at us from where he is right now and smiling at, at the end of that season. It's a real bummer that, like... I will say, the guys who portrayed the Celtics did a great job because I wanted to fight them. You yeah. know? Like, it was, like, all credit to the actors, you know? Yeah. Especially the guy who played Larry Bird. Like... Yeah, I can't believe that actor was able to nail his shooting form the way that he did. That's yeah, crazy. He was, yeah, he was incredible. That was wild. Like that, I, I would really like to see him and the guy who played Magic, Quincy Isaiah, Solomon Hughes, the guy who played Kareem. Like I, all, I think they all deserve more shots at TV series and you know movie roles yeah. or you know whatever they're pursuing. Because I thought all of them did incredible jobs with these like iconic characters. And you know, anyway, sorry, that's a whole tip. But yes, my misfortune of the week is that we do not get to see it on Max, which I will be canceling uh, because of no, you no can't. Time. Yeah, I can't. You can't. We, you can't cancel it. The Who's Lakers, stop me? the Lakers are going to be playing on there. Yeah, no. Believe it or not, I have other means to get the Lakers. I guess that's true. Illegal streaming, it is. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Wait, no, I'm not admitting to that on the air. <laughs> Uh, all right, my misfortune of the week. I just got back from vacation, and um, I have like legitimately <laughs> very been end of misfortune. Yeah, you went it. back to yeah. and got back from I'm, vacation. I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Is my misfortune. Um, I I have legitimately been trying to get healthier. Like you have kids, and you see enough of these movies, especially Disney, where like they're a parent is always dead. Like there's always missing one of them, and and I'm like looking at it. And um, it, you know, it forces you to think about your own mortality and how sad it is that these ca- characters have to like deal with and, and grow from the death of their parents or whatever. So like I'm, I'm like trying to get healthier. I'm drinking a lot less and, and I'm eating a lot healthier. Believe it or not, like I don't think it was Bambi's mom's drinking that led to what happened to her, you know? <laughs> or maybe she was so drunk she wandered into the road. Yeah, she, wandered, she wandered into a bullet. Like she saw one coming. Oh, yeah, and, that's right. Bambi's mom yeah. gets shot, not hit by a car. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, although we haven't seen how the live action Bambi is going to go. We don't know how they're going to get it there. Um, so the, yeah, I, I've, I've been trying to take better care of myself and I've been drinking, um, you know, one of the things that is super important that like we somehow managed to overlook a lot is like drinking water, right? Drink lots and lots and lots of water and, and Not me. yeah, <laughs> well for like a surprising chunk of my life, I ignored that. That, that advice it was just uh it was not something i drank very much of and um you know water like part of the reason i didn't drink or the well one of the reasons that i didn't drink very much water is it's really bland it's water there's no taste it's just is and um so initially i was drinking i would squeeze a little lemon into my water and, and that would kind of convince me to it also like helped me track how much water i was drinking because you could see the number of like lemons that were squeezed into waters. And I would say, okay, if I had four of those, you know, that would mean four of these like 35 or 40 ounce Yeti things. And that's like, a, that's a good amount of water. And <laughs> I have to track all of these things. It's just the way that my brain works. Um, and um, I, I, I also like, so eventually my, 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 
palate got sick of just the lemon. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try some cucumber. I'm going to throw some cucumber in there. I've heard that it's good for you. I've heard that it like it's it's good for your insides and how everything is kind of like running in there. And I started to feel terrible, awful, like cramping, just just not a pleasant stretch of my lifetime. And I'm like, babe, there's no way I'm allergic to cucumber. I eat it all the time. I love cucumber. One of my favorite snacks, like from birth to even now, is I love a little bit of cucumber, some lemon, some salt, and some tahini. And it's a lovely, lovely snack. And um, and so I, I didn't figure I was I was allergic to it. I was like trying to figure out why I felt so bad. So I literally Googled lemon water, lemon cucumber water, like side effects. And I'm oh, like, no. <laughs> so, so I, I Google this and it turns out that's like one of the most popular system flushes in existence. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, <laughs> you accidentally did a juice cleanse. <laughs> so I, I, like, I feel, I feel, look, for those of you who are like, are interested in these kinds of things, I feel amazing now. I feel really, really good now, but for like a solid week, I felt awful and it's because my body was just my body by way of all of this cucumber water cucumber lemon water that i was drinking was just getting rid of all of the toxins (laughs) and i had a lot of demons to uh to get out of my system so that's that 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 like week or so of my life and i'm not even kidding it was a good week that that i felt like crap um was was an accidental juice cleanse that i that i put myself through i i thought that you were going to say that like either the cucumber had went bad or you had like picked like the wrong vegetable. Like you were like, <laughs> it was accidentally like zucchini or something, you yeah. know, like <laughs> eggplant. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it was, it's, it's, Jen, it's I've literally been cutting that. up these pickles and putting them into my water every day. And it keeps, <laughs> I was I, it, like, I, I, I just can't believe I've arrived a point in my life where a kind of water can mess with my system. Like I turned 37 in a, yeah, almost exactly a month. And I have, I have reached that stage of washedness where I have to be careful with the water that I drink. Like, what are we doing? Why, why do people age? Why, why, why do I have to yeah, go through this? I, <laughs> well, you know, we, we see that your son is, you know, putting just nothing, but you've, you've learned from this and you have your son putting nothing but quality ingredients into himself, which is why when I went and got brunch with you guys, he ate a good chunk of the cover of the book that uh, <laughs> I brought you to read him. Hey, uh, that counts as reading. Like <laughs> in my household, that counts as reading. <laughs> yeah, he consumed a book, you know? It's just not in the way most people do. It was funny. Like we're sitting there at brunch, we're all having this like, a great time. It was great seeing you twice in over the yeah. course of my last vacation. Twice I got to see you. And we're all sitting there and we look over and his mouth is blue from from the book. From like, the- oh God. <laughs> He really is. Every I know every single story that we tell about this child makes him sound like baby Paul Bunyan or something, but he really is. He's just like yeah. he's we're, we're going to hear about he was like gnawing through the drywall in your house or just casually <laughs> or, you know. His uh his mo- so he's a bigger 1-year-old and um we one of the couples that we watch football with every every weekend here, um they also have a 1-year-old who is smaller but more active. 
and um and and like part of the reason miles is not very active is literally because he's big and um like babies wrestle like not intentionally or intentionally whatever it is they see each other and they just like want to feel all parts of, of the other baby that they see and this other baby is so much faster than him that he'll like bounce around you know miles and like poke and prod him and stuff and miles got really sick of it one day and just like threw himself on top of this on top of this baby <laughs> it was incredible I was i'm so telling proud. you this kid's gonna be seven foot two um <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lounge. Probably going to split this up into two episodes. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments about, uh, you know, winning time in Vanderbilt. Um, again, continue to subscribe and all of that as we get ready for the season, which is only a couple weeks away before we get yeah, to like, uh, I think like training camp till media day. Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, like twelve or something. Yeah. Not very. Right many. around the corner. I am going to launch this season repreview series at some point here in the over the course of that. Those. Yeah. 10 okay. Days. All right. Sure. <laughs> we all believe you, Anthony. We all believe it's coming. Um, let us uh, get. Oh, send us questions on iTunes as well uh, to to so that I can get to um, in the over the course of the next couple of weeks. Where you know while we still have time to do that because. When we get to the season, it's a little harder to, to, to do that kind of a thing. So um, until the next time you guys hear from us, which was probably which will probably be Thursday, I'm Anthony Irwin. That is Harrison Fagan. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in.